Hello, everyone, and um, welcome to the Everyday Being podcast. Uh, I'm Steve, and this is Gareth. How's things, Gareth? Hi, everyone. Yeah, no, really good. Uh, I've had a really good week. I've been out and about in the UK. Um, and despite this dreadful weather that we're having at the moment, it's absolutely poured down. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Really? How about you, Steve? How are you? <laughs> Yeah, no, good. Yeah. Yeah. We had sort of biblical rain overnight, actually. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, but I managed to get a gap this morning when it didn't rain. I could sort of go out with the dog, um, you know, before the heavens opened again a bit later. So, um, yeah, no, it's been a good day. Thanks. Um, so, thanks everyone for taking the time um, and uh, for joining us, I suppose, in the conversation that. We're going to have in this exploration of everyday being. Um, we hope you enjoy this second episode of the Everyday Podcast. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, we would recommend that you go back to episode one to get an overview and sort of an introduction of, of what we're pointing to. If you've already listened, uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you for joining us again and for, um, you know, taking the time with us. So as a reminder, the Everyday Being podcast is bringing to life how uh, a change in our understanding of how we live, how we think, in sort of simple ways, we can, that understanding can make a significant improvement to our well-being and our happiness. So please do contact us at hello at everydaybeing.co.uk. So that's hello at everydaybeing. .co.uk. If you have any questions or any comments, we'd really love to hear from you. Um, in today's episode, um, and for the first time in the series, we're going to do a deeper dive into a particular topic. So we gave the overview last time. We're just going to start sort of diving in to more of the specifics, um, hopefully bring up some examples to sort of illustrate the points that we're making. And today we've titled this how we do reflects who we're being. So Gareth, do you want to kick us off with some thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for that introduction. Um, yeah, so the deeper dive that we're going to take today, as Steve already says, is this focus on, on what we do reflects fundamentally who we are being. And, and what we want to try and bring to life for you today is that direct relationship between those two things and particularly the way that our behavior comes from how we are how we are being um you, too often we will talk about you know what we what we need to do to change or what do we need to do differently um in order to do something in order to to achieve something so if you think about some of the stuff that we've already talked about in episode one is that notion of you know mental health and happiness how, how what do i need to do in order to 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 achieve those those things and you know our our belief and what we are what we're talking about and what we're trying to to bring to life is that actually true sustainable change doesn't come from the doing true sustainable change absolutely comes from the being so what we're encouraging you to think about is how can you go upstream how can you to change the focus of it's not about the doing 
it's about what we are thinking. It's about the presence that we have. It's truly about who we are, who we're being. I guess that fundamental reality is that we we, we are human beings. We are absolutely not human doers. But but too often, our fundamental understanding will be that actually it is human doers because I need to do this in order for that to happen or I need to do that in order to, to stop that happening. And, and and that's that's the 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 difference and and it's subtle but it's truly significant that by coming and looking at it from that different angle about who it is that we are being that's where true happiness that's where the fundamental change can can come from um one of the things i was thinking about in sort of preparation for for today's conversation is just that you know the role that that i have as a as a husband as a partner and and as a as a, as a dad to to florence and nancy my, my two daughters and probably in 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 the past and gosh you know plenty of occasions now i'm sure i'm sure they'll say that now you know, i've i've probably thought about what are the things that i need to do to be a good loving husband to be a supportive caring loving dad as as well um and it's it's only through i think the understanding that you and i have come across steve that actually that he's changing my outlook and actually it's not about those things that i do it's about where i am coming from and that absolute you know love and dedication that i have to Katie and to being a, a the best husband I can be in each moment and the absolute you know same thing for Florence and, and Nancy it's that being that will guide me to do the right things in the moment and you know I I don't know what the right thing will be in that in that moment. Um, I mean, you know, you you've had the same Steve, isn't it? Being a being a dad of teenage girls, you know, teenage boys, obviously for, from Will's perspective as well. It's you know, actually, it's you know, it's incredibly good fun, of course, but incredibly challenging at the same time. And and look, we genuinely don't know what what will you know be be what they will experience and what they will go through and you know what life as it is to today um and therefore you know what that's going to mean for us and require for us and how we can be that that you know person that we we want to be um but i guess what i try and do <laughs> look at me i'm already saying do <laughs> what i try what i try and be is to come from that place of actually i am going to be the best i can for for you know for the girls and if i just sort of trust in that in that wisdom and trust in that moment that i will i will be that the 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 not the right but the the thing that presents itself for that time will 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 be what what was intended to to be um I don't know, Steve. How does that? What? What's? Your, what does? How does that resonate with you? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, very much resonates with me. And I, I guess just the a, a question that was coming to mind as you were talking, Gareth, is um, maybe just say a bit more about when you think about like yourself, say as a husband, and you say, "Well, yeah, okay, I could look at it through what do I need to do, or I could look at it through who I who I want to be with Katie." 
what what for you is the difference what what you know when you ask that question in a slightly different way around doing versus being what do you notice is then different when you look at it through the being lens ah <clears throat> uh, gosh <laughs> yeah that's a that's a massive uh, question steve um so um so i guess if i am if i am in doing mode what what's perhaps the difference look like so so in the last nine months katie's had a new a new job um and uh it's actually been you know quite a ch change uh for for her uh, line management, uh, extra responsibility, working full time for the first time for a number of number of years, um, and she puts you know huge expectations on herself um, and wants to deliver you know as best she possibly can, which you know she abs absolutely absolutely does, um, and you know I suppose like like many people do, you come home after a day of work, don't you, and you sort of say, oh my god, this happened, and they did that, and I don't know what to do yeah. about that, and da, da, da. and probably if I am in doing mode, I'm probably from a low awareness, and maybe, you know, not in our being mode, just to sort of separate the two for a minute, I probably am in a, i got to fix this, mm. I've got to fix this problem, so what's the right thing for me to do to fix this problem, tell you what I'll do, I'll tell her, I'll tell her the answer to that, and if I, and that, that's the answer, she can go do that, it'd be brilliant, um, and of course, as you know, we know, that actually, you know, uh, husbands and wife trying to tell each other what to do doesn't always sort of uh, work, no. um, or equally, the other thing I can, I can do is I'll ask brilliant questions, I'll ask, okay, so what could you do, what are the options, what, what, what have you not thought about, uh, which again, because uh, you, you and I, Steve, do do a little bit of coaching, we know that our uh, our wives actually can see us coaching for from a mile off. So that's not something that that goes down terribly well as, yeah. as well. Um, but but I guess the, the the important thing in those two things is all I'm changing there is my doing. I'm trying to fix the problem, and I'm either t telling Katie what to do, or actually I'm asking you know powerful question. But what I'm what I'm consistently um behaving in that moment is a doer mm. um and and i guess the the sort of subtlety but the difference it for me in the in the if i'm coming from a being perspective is actually what i want to be is to be present to to have to to have an open mind um, because that that is guiding me in terms of presence because actually I want to love and I want to be caring and I want to be attentive um, and a supportive husband and par partner. Actually, if I'm coming from that place of of being, I'm even standing in a different place when I'm uh, when I'm describing this by, by the way. So you know when I'm in a be coming from a being place, actually I think my intention is so much greater and stronger. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've got a specific example that I can call to mind to say that actually in that moment, by coming from a being, things happen differently. I don't I don't know that I can't pull to that. But I, but I, what I and, and I can't speak for, for Katie either. But what I what I do absolutely know is my con the connection I felt to Katie 
in in that moment were so different and so stronger because I was being the loving, caring, supportive, um, considerate, helpful partner and husband that I that I want to be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Does that does that that's make lovely. sense? The difference yeah. between the two. Yeah, I think that's a really. I think mean, that's a really lovely example of um, that. That I'm sure then the impact you have with her is so much more significant because that's such a lovely example. Because I'm sure you know when you know, like we've all done, you know, we come home, we've been caught up in stuff. There's been lots going on. You know, in a way we don't need anyone to solve the problem for us. We almost just need someone to hold a space that just enables us to talk out our thinking. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, we both do a lot of coaching. I think often, you know, I think, what am I doing? I'm just trying to hold a space, allow people to talk out their thinking. And through the act of that, that just slows their mind down. And I'm sure, you know, sometimes we can ask something that's relevant and helpful, but a lot of the time, I think it's just helping the person articulate something that's been in their head and have to find words to express it, which slows it down and acts as a way of making sense of their thinking. And even just yeah. that itself, I think, often just helps to calm, you know, calm the person down. So I think that's a great example of just when we're really just present and engaged. And I'm sure for Kate as well, it's like then she's probably more likely to become present and engaged as well because you're yeah, acting yeah. sort of a, you know a, a tuning fork to her um and I certainly knew you know many years ago when I tried to coach my wife <clears throat> or subtly give advice and guidance <laughs> you you could sort of see it, it was like that is not helpful that is not what she wants and it, even to a point <clears throat> where I think I'd start to ask her actually I'd say do you want me to help you solve it or do you just want me to listen <clears throat> and honestly 90 plus percent of the time she'd go no I just want you to listen and it was like mm. brilliant because it's like all oh, right takes the pressure off I can do that I can just sit down and listen and I, and I suspect I hope I'm sure many people listening to this would say sometimes when they talk to someone what they're really saying is I just would love someone just to listen just to allow yeah, yeah. just to get stuff off my mind and in a way that's i think that's a lovely example of that's all about our being and um and just what a gift well, that is. <clears throat> well and i think there's something interesting about okay well what is the difference between doing listening <laughs> which mm. is not a phrase that people probably use but you know doing listening and being a being a listener i'm not i'm deliberately not putting an adjective into those things i was probably tempted then to say being a great listener well you know maybe you could do great listening um and it, I, in, in my mind there is a there again is a difference between those two things that that certainly the the depth of however good you're doing listening is i genuinely don't think that you are giving the depth and the concentration and the focus compared to someone who is being a listener. Because I think as you've already 
said actually all i all i need to do is to give that person the the space and the time and the opportunity to you know, say whatever they want to say without you know interruption without judgment without without you know I don't know, fear or anything like that, or, you know, acceptance, whatever kind of judgment, you know, the sort of book of law that we talked talked about last time around about right and wrong. I think, I think that, that, that if we come from that, you know, from the being, uh, being a listener, I think that it just creates that deeper connection. Um, and even I think there's something in in my mind as well about actually when we are doing listening is I still think there's almost that inner dialogue that you're having as well about, you know, what what's what's the quality of my listening now? What do I need to do? What have they just said? You know, does there is there, there more? And, and maybe that's not true for everyone. Maybe people can do do listening and actually not do those those things. But I suspect actually, you know, the the majority maybe that's a bold statement and maybe people can tell us if that's not the case it, it, it that that being a listener will create a better connection and a better opportunity and sense for that person who who is who wants to be who, who has that desire to be heard yes what, yeah. what do you think of that I, steve i think that's really true i what was coming to mind when you said that is um you many years ago when I used to run a lot of coach training so training for people to coach sort of internally as part of their roles and we would get them to do some practice and um, we'd observe I'd observe and then there's an opportunity to, to you know share feedback and so on and I remember when I was first doing that I really noticed just how good my listening was when I was an observer I thought wow I am a much better uh, listener when I observe versus when I'm actually coaching and it was a real huge sort of insight that's really stayed with me actually because I realized oh crikey when I'm coaching exactly what you just said I've got a little bit more on my mind what's the next question what's the right thing to say da 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 Whereas when I was observing, I had none of that because I wasn't coaching. I was literally just there as a passive observer. I was watching the, I was more watching the coach actually what they were coaching, but I was also obviously listening to the individual that was responding. And I really noticed how much more I just picked up from just being that observer. And the more I've, you know, been more we're, uh, coming more and more from that direction you just realize oh when you're listening with nothing on your mind or a quieter mind just how much more you pick up and um, yeah. you observe you notice things you observe things you you pick up on what's being said you sort of sense what's not being said you pick up language patterns that there's a whole host of things that when our mind is quiet and when our mind is quiet, we're much more in that sense of our being, our awareness. That how much more you become, you become aware of, and then mm. often the next, the right thing to say or the right thing to do in that whatever that context is, sort of naturally comes from that from that ground of being, and um, then you it, it it's much more of a flow much more of a flow yeah, conversation yeah. that you're having so um yeah yeah you've hit on a really 
really interesting distinction. And I think it's a really valuable one, what you're pointing to, Gareth, because, you know, life, you know, life is quicker. You know, if you if you think about often think about the change float, you know, that 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 how when something changes, how quickly the next change comes. And there's definitely the change float is reduced. You know, you know, years ago, if I if I wanted to send you some money I'd write, or I'd write you a check. Here's a check, Gareth. You know, give it to you. You'd have to, it'd take five days to clear, and you'd have to pay it in, and and so on. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, you know, I've got my phone here. I go, oh, Gareth, I, I'll send you that money. I and literally within two seconds, it, it's in your account, and you've got an you've got a a, a a text going. Yeah, you've just received a payment from from Steve. Not likely to happen, yeah. mind, but you know, theoretically, we could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could pay you some money. Situation. <laughs> um, but so definitely, the speed of life has has increased. You know, and that we're dealing yeah. with more change, and of course, with technology, there comes that. So, of course, if we're not careful, I think it is it's easy to see how we become human doings you know, busier, we've got our phones, we've got emails, we've got text messages, we've got social media. It's so it's so easy for us to get caught in that doing, to get caught in a busier, busier mind, thinking that there'll be a point at which we'll be on top of it, that we'll be ahead of the yes. game. I think that's the trap. It's like, yeah, but if I just, if I just do this, I just, <clears throat> I just get this done. If I just work that bit harder, all and and I'll I'll achieve there. And of course, you sort of realise it's it never arrives. No, um, no. A, com- a company I do some work with, they've got a gym in their office, and they've uh, which I can use. And you have to do a, a an assessment to go in there, and um, they've got they've got the normal treadmills, you know. Um, that you know you you've got a button and you start it and you you can adjust the speed but they've got one treadmill which is what they call a rolling road and there's a big sign on it saying if you've never used this before please come and find one of the pts first yeah and and it's because the road moves to your running speed oh yeah yeah i know yes i've I've, I've been in one of these they're mad aren't they well, yeah. You, so you can't. So you haven't got the button. So no. I talked to one of the PTs and said, "Oh, why have you got that side?" And they said, "Well, because you get people on there, and because it's so different, they get on and they're moving it at the speed, and then they think, oh, I, I'm on a, I'm on a stop now,' and they don't realize how to stop. Not realizing yeah. you just <laughs> slow down. Slow if you slow down, slow down, so you gradually slow down, then it will it will come to a stop. So I have all these visions of people, you know, on their backs off back, you know, walking <laughs> themselves. But it yeah. but it's such a good metaphor because I think that's what people do in life. That we think yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just run that bit faster, I'll just go that little bit harder. Or if I just check my emails, you know nine o'clock at night and and just get them sorted so that in the morning i'm ahead of the, i'm ahead of the day or whatever you know there's all sorts of different ways that and it's like no but the problem is we just speed up and the thing is our mind speeds up and as soon as our mind speeds up what we do speeds up 
And then before we know it, we're this we're this human doing, running faster, harder, thinking more, thinking more, and not realizing that then life, that's the pace of our life. Our life reflects yeah. our mind. You know, when when someone's said they're feeling overwhelmed, they've always got a busy yeah. mind. And it looks like, oh no, yeah. I've got I've, I've got a busy mind because I'm overwhelmed. It's like, no, no, you've got a busy mind because you're over your busy mind is causing the overwhelm because lots of people yeah, one of the, one of the late... when that's not the case when they're really busy but their mind is quieter and they're just dealing with things because they're much more in their being they're much more present they're much more aware of what they're doing yeah one of the one of the ladies i i work with has struggled a lot with that sense of being overwhelmed you know with you know lots lots to do or things come in at the the same time and and she's got fantastic self-awareness that you know she 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 knows this and you know like she works hard on the development and she you know she's been doing lots of things through the years to deal with that overwhelming she does two to-do lists and she does breathing to you know to sort of you know deal with the, the moment or she does walking outside when she sort of you know feels these di- these different uh things and she's been trying for years to you know sort of do things that will ultimately help with that overwhelm and and look you know some things have worked and i'm sure she would say you know more, more than others but some of the work that you know we, we've been do doing um which i know is doing um and and to give her a different perspective and a different awareness of where that thinking is coming from mm. and how that thinking is creating that re- that experience and that reality and creating that emotion over of overwhelming is, is coming and being created by her mm. um and you know she she you know is is making lots of amazing progress but it's still got lots to do because she spent many many years sort of having this and fight fighting these things and you know like all of us there's all kinds of sort of thinking that goes on but by having this awareness of of actually my, my being and in the moment and my understanding of how this thinking is creating reality actually she can notice that thinking mm. and i'm sure she would say is that she now has that ability to catch herself Mm. and by catching herself it can to some extent shorter or it's having less an impact but actually the catching and knowing that it's coming from within and actually is not the person she is being that that compared to all the other doing things that she's been doing for all these years that's the difference yeah Absolutely. And I think that's that is, you know, a great example of what we're trying to point at. Yeah. <laughs> that, that it's not about doing. Yeah. It's, a, it's about being and the power that that can have. And also, what what I like with that example, Gareth, is <clears throat> I was talking to someone today, and um, it, it's really easy to skip through the observation. So, the person I was speaking to today was was. Um, well, in effect, say, well, I sort of, you know, I know it's irrational. I know I'm getting caught up in my thinking and da, 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 and then skipped over it to say, okay, but so what do I need to do? <laughs> and I, I was pulling her back and saying, no, what, 
what is it that fact that you know that the fact that you can observe that then says well there is something that is not that and what that what that is is that's your being that's your awareness that's your presence and i think it was really interesting because i was reflecting on this afterwards that i think it's so easy for us to sort of skip over that because i think a lot of people go oh yeah i know i'm being a bit irrational and i know i'm getting caught up in my thinking and and it's so easy to then not notice well that is significant that that you if you have that awareness if there is something that can observe that experience that's huge and it's so easy yeah. just to sort of pass by it rather than go no what is that and i suppose in a way you know that that is what we're sort of pointing to is there is that awareness there is that that presence that being that is always there and sometimes when we just are more curious about it or um perhaps have started to notice it more we've got more of an ability to drop back what you're describing with your example drop back more into okay ah can I just observe a bit more of that so that yeah I still have some of the thinking that might drive the doing that's causing me some problems but that that thinking doesn't necessarily have me because I can see that I'm not that thinking and that's what yeah. gives us an opportunity to sort of be different <laughs> you know to yeah. come from a different yeah. place yeah. what you were saying with Katie it's like oh can I come from a different place yeah yeah I can yes and that that that's all that I think even just that even just that moment of observation that moment of awareness is really significant for a human being yeah. because it's then we we're we're no longer caught in that stimulus response you know Viktor Frankl who wrote yeah, a very yeah. famous book about his um, experience as a Jewish prisoner of war and his, all his family yeah. were killed and his wife and children were killed and he said that was one of the things he noticed was that between stimulus and response is a choice. And that's what makes us human. That's what makes us human beings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was I was thinking about the uh the example you were given about the we need to know what that that running machine thing's called. I think it's called like a rotus something like that, isn't it? Anyway, whatever that thing thing's well, they called, call it a rolling we, can, we can look road it up. But where's the? Do they rolling right? Okay, you call it yeah, rolling rolling right. Yeah. Um, what also came to mind was the hamster wheel, hmm. and that notion that you know, in order for the hamster to get off it, it works harder and runs runs faster. And it does more things. If I will, I will get the end of this, and I will move forward if I do do all those things. And it is almost like an absolute act of doing to go to go fast. When actually, if if the hamster slows down, if if the hamster then has that sense of the being in the moment, can actually see that I can I can completely stop this by doing nothing. 
And by doing nothing, I can see that all I need to do is move slightly to my left or right and I can come off this wheel and and be in a different place. And maybe it's a terrible analogy, I don't know, but th- th- there is something for me about that, that, you know, doing this and do more of that, do less of that, do the to-do list, do more breathing, do, you know, all different things actually is just a continuation of a hamster wheel versus actually w- what we're talking about is something different in that being and that understanding of where we are what we want to be where we're coming from can create a significant difference i i can you know can i can get off the hamster wheel yeah i i i really like that example i think i mean dr george pransky would use a sort of metaphor of the game of life and living and he would say we've all got to play the game of life because we have to live we have to we have to we have to eat we need money and so on so we're all playing the game of life and but it looks like that the the hamster wheel or the rolling road looks like well i can win the game of life you know if i uh, achieve this get that have this money whatever it might be then i'll then i'll have I'll have won the game and then I can live. Then I'll, then I'll be happy. Then I'm in the, and you sort of realize, well, you can't win the game of life because it's constant. It constantly unfolds. You know, a, a relationship yeah. never stays the same. Um, families never stay the same. Jobs never stay the same. You know, nothing out there stays the same. So we're we're constantly playing the game of life. And I suppose the other point you say, well, the living part is really how how engaged and how present can you be to your life? And he would say yeah. people that are high on the living scale would are very present and very engaged. And I suppose what we're saying is that's that that's the being that when we're being in our life, that when we're being true to ourselves in the way that we're doing that, we're present, we're engaged, we're aware. I think what we're saying is, well, that that's where happiness and fulfillment comes from. Because when we're being sort of fully engaged in our life, we're being who we want to be, we're being an expression of who we want to be, then that's where that's that's fulfillment because we're we're being true to ourselves. Yeah. And I suppose what we're saying is, well, that. Is inherent to us that ability you know i said on the first episode about children you know that, that ability to be fully sort of present and engaged and of course what's interesting is then if you're high on the living if you're really um good at coming from that being being very present to that of course then when you play the game of life when you go to do whatever the things are you want to do in life you perform better <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah yeah because any any role like you were saying as a husband if you want to be a really good husband no one can tell you oh gareth this is this is what to do because you change katie changes your family changes so no one can tell you what to do but if someone said to you look gareth if you just if you're really present with her really engage with her absorbed in your experience with her that will give you a that's likely to be a happy marriage (laughs) because if you do that if you do that 
one you're being true to who you want to be as a husband yeah 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 you'll sense what to do for what to do for her and you'll just do it because it's an expression of your love for her you're not and what you do for her today might be different to what you do tomorrow might be different to what you do next week might be different to what you're doing in three years or five years or ten years but it will come from your presence it will come from your from your being and I think when we come from that it gives us lots of choice and flexibility about the way we play the way we play the game of life the way we engage in that in that game there might be some people listening now steve who think oh yeah that's really easy to say mate yeah 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 we're gonna all talk about it when you know you're on a posh podcast or whatever (laughs) um how do how do you know how do you know that to be true which bit i don't know any of it but um (laughs) no the specific thing i was thinking of was was that you were just describing that you know if we come from that place of being the right thing will come to us or you know the 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 intention that we're having will be expressed through our through our behaviors well through our doing if it is come if i come back to what i said at the start if our doing is a reflection of my being if i'm being a loving husband if i'm being a caring and thoughtful attentive partner how do I, how can you, how can you prove to me that if I'm coming from that, that place, the right thing will happen or that that will come across? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure I can prove it. So, I mean, I, I guess like we talked about before, I think you prove it almost from exploring it through your own experience. So I think that self-inquiry and I, I've certainly done that myself, I suppose, what I've then found as a result of that is that when I'm caught in what I should do, you know, we, we often get caught in what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And yeah, you know, yeah. we live from lots of shoulds and shouldn'ts. That's the doing part. Of course, well, where is that coming from? Well, that's coming from your previous experience. So the previous thinking you've had about situations and a lot of our thinking is driven by that very helpfully. You know, we've, We've got patterns of thought that are helpful. We don't have to relearn things because we've got some previous experience to draw on. And that's helpful. So we've all got access to that. I think when we're coming more from being, why why being and presence, you know, particularly if we're thinking about some of those important roles in our life, like husbands, wives, um, daughters, sons, you know, and so on. Why... Why is coming from being helpful? Well, because often when we're with those people, like when you're with Katie, for example, then what's it what's showing up for her here and now might be different to what's happened in the past. So your historical thinking might be helpful. But actually, because life continues to unfold and evolve, you know, you evolve, your relationship evolves. You know, I always think of, you know, like with Katie, 
your marriage is 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 a is growing and developing because it does anything does that because it's alive in a way yeah yeah that's brilliant and so yeah. when you're being you want access when we're coming from being we have access to a to the intelligence that sits behind life or more what einstein called your intuitive mind he would say the rational mind is a wonderful servant and the intuitive mind is a wonderful gift but we've created a society that honors the servant and disrespects the gift so he would say when you're dealing with something that's new and you want a real breakthrough with something that's evolving it's the intuitive mind that's the powerhouse because that's the fresh thought that's the insight the shift in perspective the shift in understanding so i think when we're more in that when we're more in that being that's when we get insights that's when we get fresh thinking fresh perspective it's sort of it's sort of why you know when sometimes you have a problem someone says yeah gareth why don't you sleep on it and it's like why do why why is that quite what common or you say to someone you know if they're caught up in something well why don't we just give it the weekend just give it the weekend or sometimes what i'll do with someone is say well look when do you have to make the decision and they might say well i've, I've got it they're putting themselves under pressure and i'll say yeah but when's the latest you can make it and they go well i've got two weeks really right okay why don't you give yourself 10 days 10 days and on you know pick the 10th day on that day you'll make the decision so you don't have to think about it before. And it's amazing how often then when people get near to that, they go, oh, I know what to do. Or in the morning you go, oh my God, why was I so caught in that? I know what to do. Because the I think there is, is quiet down and our that intuitive mind has come to the surface. There, there is some some research, isn't there? But um, and and like you, I'm not referring to my uh, um, scientific uh, process and and quoting who's done it. But but it says there's a huge amount of evidence that says people have their best thoughts in the shower or the driving to work or the when actually they're not thinking about Absolutely. whatever the problem is Absolutely. and what do you know that at that moment the, the 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 wisdom comes to it so it will present itself not when you're trying to force it and do think i need to do some thinking actually by having that quiet mind and just making sure that you know you know we're just getting ourselves clean and ready for the day the, the, the important wisdom comes to there i promise there is some research so no. steve let me i'm I, i'm not going to put words in your mouth i did that last last week so if i if i answer my my own question of prove it um i, I would echo what you said and say i don't think i can prove it but i know it i absolutely know it um and as we as we bring the thing to a close um and start our sort of closing thoughts that the, the one probably thing i'd encourage you the listener to do this you know after listening to the our conversation today is to is to notice in a conversation with with a loved one with a, with some, with an important relationship that you have 
see and try and have that level of awareness of where it is that you're coming from are you are you doing listening are you doing problem solving are you doing you know whatever or actually are you being a listener or 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 being of help or being of care or being of love and and let's see what what if any the difference is and and could that create a different situation Stephen I believe it, it it will and and by having that situation can that somehow reinforce and give you confidence which is a topic we'll come to in a future episode that what we're talking about can have the significant impact on your life that we're proposing Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very well put. And I think I mean, one thing we'll pick up, an interesting thing to explore in a future episode is the difference between knowing and what we know. And I think that's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. interesting because I think just to give a taster of that, what when we're really present uh, and aware there's a knowing presence that's different to what we know. It's, it comes from a slightly different yeah. place. So I think we can explore that as we think a bit more, a bit more about the mind as well. Yeah, lovely. So I think that's a good place to 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 sort of stop this episode. So um, yeah, thank you for taking the time um, for being with us. We hope you found something of interest, which will you know, take you on to episode three. We've deliberately sort yeah. of tried to sort of focus in a little bit and really explore one one thought or one idea about something. So please, if you do have any questions, get in touch. As I mentioned, it's hello at everydaybeing.co.uk. Uh, we generally want this to be a sort of growing community of people. So please do share comments, questions that will help us sort of direct what we do on on future episodes um if you wish to join us on a future podcast we're, we're really interested to yeah we have to open this up and get get different perspectives um you know we we started this podcast we believe it it can have a real impact in in an everyday way we don't think it's widely known i mean some people come from this perspective but i don't think it's widely known or it's sometimes not brought to life in an everyday practical way which is which is what we're endeavoring to do so more voices and experience will just help us sort of go deeper and further with this so any final thoughts gareth before we stop uh i think i think i've i think i've shared mine um steve anything anything from you no that's great really enjoyed this thanks very much gareth and thanks everyone thanks, and we look forward to speaking to on a future episode. Thank you.